Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. So Devin, when did you hear your first Britney song? How old were you? 1998. So I was six years old. Not to brag. I remember getting her CD for Christmas. I remember the cover and her sitting on the ground and I thought she looked really pretty. And I just remember the song was a bop. A six-year-old bop. I remember it was before, obviously, you could, like, play music on a whim. So I was in uh, our family's Toyota minivan in New York. Z100 was on. Um, this The radio station that I would scream at my parents to turn to. <laughs> and Baby One More Time played. And, I and again, I mean, I sort of miss this time when a song came on the radio and you were like, thank God I've been waiting to hear this song because you literally couldn't just pull it up on your phone or iPod. And I remember being on the floor of our minivan and just being like, I've been waiting for this song to come on like all week. Oh my God. Thank God it's on. I love it so much. And I have so many memories of Britney CDs and how much we are obsessed with them. My sister and I had the oops, I did it again CD And we listened to it all summer long. We had to put toothpaste on it because we were scratching it from how long we were listening to it. And then years later, we were like 13 in the zone comes out. Same thing. Over winter break, we're listening to that over and over again. We watch the toxic video. We memorize every single dance move in the toxic video and imitate it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that huge fan. Always been a fan. And with that fandom came that like insatiable need to know everything about her. So when her and Kevin Federline released their TV show, Chaotic, I was like, thank God. Watched every episode the night it came out. 
But even at a young age, I was like 14 when that show came out. I was like, I don't love this guy for her. I mean, I remember watching that show and thinking like, because I don't remember how old I was when that came out, but I remember thinking like, you know, they talk really fast. It's kind of weird, like how fast they talk, like, and they're staying up all night. This is so weird. I guess some adults do this. And then having rewatched the entire series on YouTube as an adult twice. As a sober adult who used to do drugs. As a sober adult, the first time I did it, I was the first time I rewatched it, I was like, oh, they are on cocaine. That's simply yeah. just cocaine. Also, chaotic is what shows the wedding. Britney and Kevin's wedding and mm -hmm. they're like okay so it was actually really funny because we decided to surprise our whole family with the fact that like our engagement party is actually our wedding and whatever so I remember watching that too when I was a kid and thinking like this is just hijinks antics like this is just like newlyweds when Nick and Jessica you know like are talking about tuna fish's chicken like this is hijinks but as an adult I was like, wait, this is the fucking darkest thing I've ever seen. Like every single person when they find out when they walk in the house and find out that it's a wedding just has this look of just despair. Like, oh, OK. Like it's that feeling of my best friend, my daughter, my sister, whatever was engaged. And I thought I might be able to talk her out of it. Now I find out tonight she's getting married legally to this guy. There's no time to talk her out of it. And particularly her little sister, Jamie oh, yeah, her Lynn. sister like burst into tears. Yeah. And the dad also like seemed upset, but I mean, Ugh. fuck him anyway. It doesn't even matter. He just was upset um, that it looked bad, that it was going to be an Us, Us Weekly or whatever. But well, I was also like, why do you think she's interested in a guy like this? It's because she's had a guy like you who's been out of her life. And so this. OK, this is my thing that I, I hated about Kevin, even from a young age. He was completely dismissive of her all the time. He showed no interest in her. And I think that was the hook for her because all the time people just wanted stuff from her. I mean, give me more. You can read the lyrics and understand that for yourself. Every time I turn the lights down. <laughs> I mean, fucking slaps. I mean, that piece of me, piece of me is one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm not even kidding when I say that. I think that Kevin was so dismissive that she had finally met someone who just didn't care, if that makes sense. And if you watch Chaotic, there's all of these scenes where she wants to marry him. She's saying stuff like, who would you, which celebrity would you marry if you could marry one? And he looks at the camera and he says, I want to marry any of y'all. And I was like, this guy doesn't give a fuck and she was so i mean all those videos she's like what do you want to do do you want to just stay home and fuck all day and he's like you know i wouldn't be opposed to that but it's it's this whole stuff where she's just constantly trying to draw him in and he's sort of half in it so of course you want to marry that guy Literally, people are obsessed with you all around the world. Of course, you're going to go for the person who's half in. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I, I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it more of like she just wanted some kind of security and like, I don't know, like some sort of. I, I think that too. I, I do think that 
cute. But you're right. He was, he was, you're right. He was avoidant and everyone else was obsessed with her. So I totally can see that. Um, I also think that she probably wanted to settle down because she was exhausted from her life. And yeah. I, in, there's an interview where, uh, in, from her documentary where someone's like, dancing on stage is that your life and she's like no that's something i do for fun like i want to get married i want to have kids and i think like she has kids so young she's 25 when she has her kids and i think that there's this like louisiana girl in her that just wants to settle down and have her family and i can imagine she was just ready for that in her life and decided to make it happen which I think a lot of people can identify with, where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Yeah. I think why we relate to her so much is because she has strong hometown vibes. No, the thing about Britney is, like, she has... Someone tweeted this or or posted this at one point. Like, she's had the same style all along. How many celebrities can say that? Like, she never gave in to how other people dressed or how other people wanted her to dress. She always had her look and was like, I dress like trash and that's what I do and I don't care, which I fucking love. Like, I love that she never changed that. I love that she always liked to dress sexy and like, that's so cool. I, I she really- does, you, you guys do share similar styles that way. But also just like, I respect not being like going with whatever is in style or, or whatever. Right. Like, you know, I love Taylor Swift so much. But she does try to, like, do different trends and it never works because at her core, she's like suburban trash girl. And if she would just dress like suburban trash, it would look so much better. Two outfits that I love of Britney's. One, the tank top that says move, bitch. And she's wearing a rosary on top of it. Love. (laughs) Second, the shirt that says dump him with pigtails. I love all her looks and I don't really get like the recent ones but also i'm like whatever like your life is really traumatic so dress however you want i think like the thing that's really sad to me is that when i go back and watch this stuff like when i watched the framing britney spears documentary and and when i watched chaotic and i i rewatched recently the um what's the name of the mtv documentary they did after her breakdown, Britney for the Britney for the record. So I rewatched that recently and it's like she's actually really funny and fun. Like she's like um, there's a scene in Britney for the record where she goes shopping with her assistant and obviously outside every store there's like paparazzi like clanging to get in, like knocking on the glass of the thing. But she's like just having fun and she tries on all these different looks and like at one point she puts on this like business lady outfit and she's like i'm gonna be a lawyer i'm a lawyer now this is my lawyer look like she's just like funny and fun and i feel like that's kind of what everybody loved about her was that she was yeah like this like fun goofy girl that you can see yourself being friends with and what the documentary really made me realize was how she was speaking fucking feminist ideology from the beginning like people would would ask her about her virginity and her dressing and revealing clothes and she was like this is such a double standard at one point she said all these boy bands are out there like thrusting and like making out with their microphone and i'm not allowed to wear a crop top like what the fuck i love her for that it's interesting to me that 
something that we loved her for, which is that she just had fun. Her music's really fun. Her dances were really fun. And people wanted to pervert something that's so inherently fun into like what's going on with this sick sexual dark girl she's out of control people commented on her documentary that she was in charge of her sexuality Mm -hmm. in her career and i think that freaked people out and i also love and i remember hearing her say it in a lot of interviews she would say you'd be lying if you didn't like feeling sexy yeah and i think that's something that happens to a lot of people too where they're scared of their own you know, especially women, like if you've been taught that sexuality is something to be ashamed of, if you're if your own autonomy, if your own sexual autonomy is something to be ashamed of and you have to be pure and virginal and and, and thus uninterested in sex. If someone's performing and that translates to you feeling something, you are upset. Right. It makes you feel like, no, I don't want to feel this. And what's wrong with her that she's making me feel this way? And. It's sort of like, can we stop denying this? Can it, it can just be okay that she and, and also can you turn the fucking channel if you don't want to feel this way? Right. And I think that it's funny because they show the Diane Story interview that everyone's talking about. And I don't know if you remember, Devin, but we were talking about that interview on literally our second episode of True Romance, and we cut it out because we both went off for so long. But the clips of the Diane Sawyer interview are just the tip of the iceberg. That interview was so much worse. At one point, Diane Sawyer asks her if she ever regretted a photo shoot, and Brittany was like, no. Then Diane Sawyer silently holds up a picture of Brittany dressed in nothing but diamonds and goes, what about this one? And it's so shaming. It's so awful. And Brittany goes, I mean, maybe just a little bit. And it's like she's forcing her to be ashamed of this beautiful photo shoot. Yeah. And it's like, I just can't believe that we put someone like that in that position. And to speak on the paparazzi a little bit, me and my sister went to high school in Malibu, uh, where Brittany has a house. And my sister remembers being in like our strip mall one day. And it was sort of a classic, but back in the day, it was a totally classic strip mall, like cheap cafe, like a tiny movie theater. And my sister said she remembered being there and all of a sudden it was like a storm, like flashing lights everywhere, people yelling, like storming people, a huge crowd. And it was simply Britney leaving. Like my sister said, like, I saw a flash of a wig and Britney was leaving a cafe. And I always think about that when I think of her because I'm like, that was her leaving a restaurant. That was not an emergency situation. And I do think if you're facing that whenever you leave the house, that is traumatizing. And if you've experienced any trauma in your life, like that compounds on that same trauma. And I've been reading about mental illness recently in a book, and it talks a lot about like if you have any seed of something like that, if you experience severe trauma, that can be woken up. Yeah. Basically, it just speaks to the fragility of the human brain. Nobody can withstand that. and. It's so crazy to me how you can destroy someone from the outside and then document their destruction as if it's on them. Well, it's also just capitalism. Like they were charging however much, like a million dollars a photo or whatever. A lot of these guys were saying, these paparazzi guys were like, yeah, well, 
like trying to explain in a way like this could change my life. It's a million dollars or whatever to get this picture. So they were literally willing to do anything, including like be violent and prevent her from leaving places. The fact that that became like a booming industry in America is just like that's America, as Brittany said in her interview with yes. Matt Lauer. Which- when Matt Lauer said, you're a bad mother, essentially, he's like, people are experts are saying she shouldn't be doing this. She's a bad mother. And she just looks at the camera and goes, that's America. That's America totally where I'm you. being interviewed by a violent rapist about how I'm a bad mother. Which, by the way, there's several interviews that Matt Lauer has done that you can He's find disgusting. on YouTube that are like actually disgusting. Where he says that he has pictures of his interview subjects on his desktop on his computer. Slut shames them. Talks about their naked bodies. That is someone that we normalize in America and we thought of as like this amazing family man, golden star guy. Because he was in a suit because he looked okay, and he was in a suit and we were taught not to dissect that at all. The reason why everyone's like, does she have mental illness or is it something else is because anyone would have a breakdown from what she went through. So it's hard to say like, oh, she, you know had a mental illness that caused her to have a spiral or like, was she in a mental hospital or not? The truth is like, we traumatized her so much as a society. We don't know if she had like mental illness or something. It's fucked up. She had no one protecting her. She had no one in her family, like fighting for her sanity and safety. It didn't seem like she had a lot of like friends who were looking out for her. It's just sad. I was so disturbed. Chelsea Devantes, who has a podcast celebrity book club that you simply have to listen to because it's so fascinating and she goes over a lot of stories and looks at them from the point of view of a feminist she read lynn spears book and basically lynn spears book is all about how it's not her fault that britney lost her mind and when lynn spears is documenting when britney is basically being drugged by sam lufty she's losing her mind she can't see her kids she's been slipped pills and lynn spears is like trying to hug her and britney's non-responsive and britney's changing her outfits multiple times a day and i was just so heartbroken to see yeah no one's protecting her not even her mother her mother is acting powerless in that situation and the only way she thinks she can get power is putting her father in charge of a conservatorship it's like that's not the answer it was so nuts but What I wanted to say was I think it speaks to, you know, when we think of American greed, we think of money, we think of Mark Zuckerberg, we think of Jeff Bezos. We had an insatiable greed when it came to this person's life. And the most disturbing image in the documentary to me is when she's 5150 and she's taken out of her house on a stretcher and she's looking at a crowd of people around her. And she just looks like in disbelief. Mm -hmm. And I think it speaks to what you said, like. Is she going insane or is her life absolutely insane and nobody could withstand it? Yeah. So when I was in high school, it was around 2007 when the Britney breakdown, all this stuff was happening. I specifically remember my friend Sarah Perda in high school, like holding up this Us Weekly cover of Britney and saying like, I know she can come through this. And I remember like sincerely thinking like, no, she can't like this is such a public like like I was like I just don't even imagine how she can come back from this like she's become this like 
I just remember being like really sad and feeling like, I don't know if she'll ever come back from this. Like, this is so bad. And she did. She fucking came back with a Vegas residency and with like 17 more bangers that we will go down in our history books as like the best pop songs of all time. But that's a sidetrack. So I remember that. I remember the Gimme More thing. And I was in like this dance class in high school. And the part of the dance class is that we had to do like a dance recital in front of the whole school, like the morning meeting assembly, which like devastating, horrible. And so we danced to Gimme More, which was like, why did they allow us to do that? But first of all, second of all, the outfits were like these like skimpy, like tank tops and these white zebra print spandex shorts. So the performance is embarrassing enough. I got my period in the white zebra (laughs) spandex shorts. So I like come off stage and I'm like, wait, what is this? And I look down and it's like huge red stain. And I was just like, I just don't know if everyone saw that or not. And I never will know, but I don't think they did. Will I ever get through this? (laughs) I, at the time I was like, will I ever get through this? But like, I think, I don't know. I think I would know if people saw it, but anyway, but that was just like the shame of like, this is something my body does. That's like so disgusting. And like, if boys in the class saw this, like they would think I was disgusting and whatever, when really it just means that like, I have a functioning body that works And then another thing was like in college, I remember this guy texted me at school who was like popular and he was like, I heard you're a virgin and I wasn't. Jesus Christ. I wasn't, but I lied and said I was. And I was like, why am I doing this? And I like was really embarrassed. And then like the next day I was like, why did I say I was like, that's so weird And I always was embarrassed about it. And then I was like, wait, what if he finds out that I'm not like he obviously will find out because like other kids at school know or whatever. And it's like looking back, of course, I had that response. This is the media that I was surrounded with of like you're supposed to be either like virgin whore, virgin whore, virgin whore, like pure monster, pure monster, pure monster, whatever. So, of course, in that moment, I was like, well, if this guy thinks I should be like the pure thing, then I'll just say I'm that. And then it was like all on me, the stress of like, but what if he finds out I'm not? And then the most like thing, like heart wrenching thing from the Britney documentary in terms of like catharsis and like bringing back these memories was the Justin thing, because like I had so many I was kind of like this, like I drank a lot in college and was kind of like this sloppy mess all the time. And there were so many guys who I like liked or who I hooked up with or whatever, who acted really embarrassed of me afterwards or like didn't talk to me afterwards and it was so painful anyway I remember this one guy who also drank a lot in my college one time said like you know it's so weird like you and I both like black out all the time we both like drink so much but everyone in school thinks you're a slut and no one thinks that about me and I was like oh yeah must be nice (laughs) the watching the justin timberlake thing where he's like which he did in there's so many more examples of how he like acted like she was crazy after they dated like them cutting to him during her vma performances and him being like oh like i'm so disturbed it's like fuck you he's the worst he's the worst if this is someone you loved and they're having like they're being like lambasted in the press and going through this you're not going to reach out to them you're going to be like okay she's crazy and yeah i fucked her but like she's nuts that's your response i want to say something about justin but i first want to address what you previously said and that's i completely identify with 
And one of my regrets, or not regrets, I'm angry at the fact that when I enjoyed sex, I was taught that that meant that I fell under a category of a little dark and twisted person. And I wish someone had said that's completely normal. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a wild rebel child. You know, I remember hooking up with a guy at a party and I knew it was like a one night stand and I had a great time. And I remember afterwards feeling so much shame still and being like, I'm I'm a mess. I'm out of control. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, right. I need, uh, this is really bad. Like, that was the thing I was thinking, like, this is bad. And also nobody can know about this. Yeah. A guy obviously wouldn't feel that way. But I remember my sister. It was a party we threw at our house. Sorry, mom. I remember my sister saying, you had a good time. That's okay. Like, Aww. forget about it. Like, you had fun. You had, like, Nora. a good night. Don't remember. Like, don't just for – like, it's fine. And I really held on to that. And I wish there had been the allowance of me to have a good time without me worrying about my reputation at all. Right. And internalizing that and not thinking, like, well, that's your problem if you judge that. Like, I had a fun night. I'm not going to let you ruin that. Me thinking, like – I'm a messed up person. And then like you said, leaning into that, being like, well, I'd rather have fun and like enjoy this part of myself than try to be like this virginal, like, ew, like, oh my God, stop. I know. (laughs) And when I was like, hello, I know. (laughs) I'm a little closer. Um, So basically what I'm saying is I think that rebellion was as much as of a cage because it was this personality that I thought I fit into when in reality, I was just having a very normal experience that adolescents, male or female, have when they're exploring their own sexuality. And I was safe and it was, fu- you know, I mean, I, I just, I guess I'm still feel like defending myself. And I, and I feel like this makes me sound like I think our podcast is much more serious than it is. But something that I think about all the time and it's what I write about is female autonomy And I think that there's so many different ways, and that's what we're all upset by right now in terms of the conservatorship, because it's another way of taking advantage of a person and a woman specifically. And I feel like by talking about these things, by saying that, like, I enjoy sex, by saying that, like, I want to hook up with someone, it's allowing, hopefully, other people to feel the same way. And I know that there's a lot of outlets where you can see examples of that in True Romance, this podcast that has 100 listeners, isn't the only one. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's completely normal. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Britney convos after this. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to True Romance. It's sickening to watch how the public skewered her and how they ignored Justin Timberlake, who I will say does not have one ounce of the musical talent that Britney has and is just a poor imitation of Michael Jackson. And also, if you look at the interviews Britney gave after the breakup, she was never going after him. Yeah. Probably because she was so busy defending herself. But he made videos, Cry Me a River being the pure example, where he's literally just going after Britney Period. I would have respected him more in interviews if he had been like, yeah, I was trying to get back on my ex-girlfriend instead of like, I don't know. It's like everyone knows. And then he made a video called What Goes Around Comes Around where a girl cheats on him. And at the end of the video, she dies in a car wreck. Basically equating that to like, yeah, that's karma for you. I was like, are you serious? When you're a slut, that's what happens. No, I know. It's like. I've never understood. First of all, as you pointed out, then he went on to cheat on his. He cheats on his wife all the time. And Every girlfriend he had. He is like publicly caught all the time, like fucking fucking around on Beale, which like. I don't know what the deal is with. Them, I mean, she's like an anti-vaxxer. I guess I feel bad for her, but at the same time. If they have an arrangement, which it kind of seems like they do, just get out. Um, I'm I'm just offended that people think he's funny. No, that's the thing is I'm like, okay, like he is like celebrated as like he has a sense of humor about himself and he can dance and he can sing and he can act and he can do all these things. You know who's that? Channing Tatum. You know who's not that? Justin Timberlake, because he's not funny. It's not funny to put a box on your crotch and be like, that's the joke. It's not funny to like pal around with Jimmy Fallon. It's just so stupid. He's so annoying to me. Boycott Palmer as if anyone was going to see it anyway. But yeah, the documentary goes into a little bit of how Justin basically fucks over his ex-girlfriend. But he, there are Twitter threads. I remember years ago watching t- Twitter threads and basically whenever he felt like he was losing public cachet, whenever he felt like he was out of the spotlight, Britney was still always a subject of fascination. So he would talk about her in order to get like a byline. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. 
I mean, when you think about him, like he has some hits here and there, but a lot of the fascination with him has to go back to the early odds. He hasn't had like an Oscar winning performance. He had like a small role in a David Fincher movie that did really well. And so when we think about him, it really is still connected to this girl. And the fact that he looks like the sane one is just so annoying. And I think he did the equivalent of putting up naked pictures of his girlfriend around high school. Yeah. Talking about laughing about how they had hooked up. And I think it's also the fault also lies on the Barbara Walters and Diane stories of the world who thought that was the public's fucking obligation to know by asking both of them repeatedly if they had had sex. Yeah. But the fact that he would laugh and I remember they said like, are you Barbara Walters asked some, something like, are you definitely, did you guys not sleep together and you live together? And he's like, sure. You know what? Fine. Sure. Sure. And I remember reading a W mag interview with Brittany, by the way, the photos were incredible and I will probably be posting them to the true romance account. They're just killer. And someone asked her, of course, again, like, did you have sex with Justin? And is it true, basically, when he admitted it? And she said, yeah, it is. And I thought he was the one and I was wrong. Nice. That's perfect. Because, yeah, you thought you could trust this person. And you couldn't. He was a tool. And his yeah. mom, he's interviewed with his mom, the Barbara Walters interview. And she, and he, the, the Barbara Walters is like, how was it seeing your son after the breakup? And she was like, I just let him like cry on my shoulder. It was hard. He was heartbroken. He was heartbroken. Can you imagine having your ex's mom interviewed about your breakup? I would be like, I think she might be slightly biased. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he was punked and he like started sobbing and called his mom and he was like, mom, they're like moving me out of my house or like the police are here or something. It's like, oh, my God, you're a fucking grown adult. I hope that everyone can look up the clip of when he's asked about how the public thinks that he threw Janet Jackson under the bus. And it's this random interview. You can find it online. It is the craziest answer I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. I truly mean that. He goes, (laughs) I mean, this is not exactly it verbatim, but he says, I mean, that's just people talking. And I mean, it's so crazy because... We still haven't seen these weapons of mass destruction. He literally pivots to the Iraq war. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I love Twitter for this. Like whenever it's like someone that I kind of like support or whatever and is getting like lambasted on Twitter, I'm like, wait, this is crazy. Like, why are we like this as a society where we just like are ready to rip on someone? But then when it's someone that I also like really don't like, um, like this Justin thing, I have just been loving it. Like clicking on his trending name, seeing all the stuff everyone tweets. It's so funny. Um, it just well, it's cathartic after watching her get skewered. Right. And and we're defensive of her. And one of the things I keep thinking is like, I'm just glad that she gets to see this. It sounds like she said something uh, recently along the lines of like, I or our source said, quote unquote, like she has no hard feelings towards Justin. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure her hard feelings lie in the media and the paparazzi. But it's like, thank yeah. God you're seeing people finally say like, that's not OK. Like what happened to you isn't OK. You were 15 when you became famous, 15 years old. 
When I was 15 years old, I just stopped playing with Barbies. And yeah, that may be me and my arrested development, but I, I'm just saying that to show how immature I was and how, how, how could I have been ready? And it speaks to the fact that she was performing since the Mickey Mouse Club publicly, that she was even ready to go on tour with stuff like that. And she was giggly and funny and very goofy. I mean, that's like a word I would use for Britney that I wouldn't, that I do think aptly describes her. Like, we're watching a documentary series of her going, doing shows in New York, and she's like taping her nose up. Like, she loved doing like a pig nose. And she loves her assistant at the time, Felicia, who's interviewed in the Britney doc. And I think we Fee. all just want to protect Felicia at all costs. Yo, Fee. Fifi, she was kind of this like dorky, very sweet girl, and there was no way to prepare her for what was to come. And at the same time, like you said, she had the strength of will to get through it and to continue to performing. And who has had a comeback like that? From a 5150 to be in UCLA's psych ward to then being in the most popular Vegas residency of all time performing every single night. Yeah. Okay, so now it's time for me to ask you, are you on board with the Free Britney theories? I started out, no. Started out, that's crazy. I am, unfortunately. I'm not trying to be a truther. I do think that she is asking for help. I really do. I'm sorry if people think I'm crazy. I do have too much free time on my hands. I really thought it was crazy, but then looking at some examples, she I, I don't even think she might be as conscious of it, but she's posting stuff like it was shown in the documentary, like a hole in a wall that shows out to the ocean, being like, there's always a way out. How could you not? You don't she doesn't have a cell phone. She has visitation rights for her children. And that's the saddest thing of all, is that a lot of her public breakdown had to deal with her not being allowed to see her kids mm -hmm. and isn't it crazy like we all saw when they came out the shaved head we all saw her beating a car with the umbrella there was never the narrative of paparazzi stalked her as she was trying to see her kids and she was denied the right basically no one spoke up about her side it was just like she went crazy also, like when the the pictures of her driving with her kid on her lap, she was like, I was trying to rush out of a situation where there was thousands of people taking pictures of my kid. What would you do? Like, I would rush into the car, too. But also. Yeah, so I I I never was not on board with free. Britney. <laughs> I, the second I read it, I was like, checks out. I'm in. And I I got into the TikToks earlier in the summer. I also was like. I just needed it at that time. Like, this is the fucking pandemic. Everything's terrible. Like, I need to jump into this. I've been a celebrity conspiracy person for a while, as some people know. <laughs> uh, this wasn't new terrain for you. <laughs> as some people may know, I, I'm big on, like, the Selena Gomez theories and... and Carly Taylor? Carly Taylor, Kaylor. So, yeah, I, I was like, oh, this is for me. But, by the way... We don't even have to get into this, but it's just crazy how, in a good way, how much the the media consumption of celebrities has changed because they now completely can control their images. We have no idea which celebrities are um, addicted to drugs. Like, you know, Demi Lovato, who's been open about her addiction problems, she would have been at Ledoux, at, you know, Catch, at all these places every night and getting photographed and 
getting out of a car with her underwear showing like that would have been her but now they don't celebrities don't do that anymore they only get fucked up in private which is um just kind of a new thing anyway so i started watching the tiktoks in the summer and i was like the thing that the thing that always stuck out as evidence to me was the fact that no one was coming out saying it's not true like it it's that's kind of how i feel about kaylor also it's like if this is so but it's different than kaylor because you could argue that taylor doesn't say anything about the kaylor theories because maybe it fuels her album sales and she's like people want to find out if i really did date carly or not that's not what's going on for britney if it really wasn't true and she did have full control and could like make public statements and she was okay with the conservatorship and whatever she would just say that like she would write an Instagram Instagram story or caption saying like, I know you guys are worried about me. You're so sweet. Thank you. It's actually not going on and whatever. So I think the- she did do that a little bit with the Sam Lefty thing because he came back into the spotlight. Right. And she made a video being like, he's someone who took advantage of me. Please leave me alone. I think that was a little bit of a hostage video, though. She said, I just wanted to say hi because things that are being said have just gotten out of control. Wow. There's rumors, death threats to my family and my team and just so many things, crazy things being said. I'm trying to take a moment for myself, but everything that's happening is just making it harder for me. Don't believe everything you read in here. These fake emails everywhere were crafted by Sam Lefty years ago. I did not write them. He was pretending to be me and communicating with my team with a fake email address. My situation is unique, but I promise I'm doing what's best at this moment. You may not know this about me, but I am strong and stand up for what I want. Your love and dedication is amazing, but what I need right now is a little bit of privacy. When was that? This was April 2019. No, yeah, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the all the free britney stuff that happened this summer when people started talking about it and it was trending again she didn't say anything about it like why wouldn't she have just said that right apparently lynn spears her mom was liking posts about free britney and the conservatorship but jamie lynn spears commented on some person who commented on britney's instagram said like you know something about the conservatorship and free Britney and we need to get her out or whatever. Jamie Lynn Spears commented something like, you have no idea what's going on. My sister is so the strongest person I know. Why wouldn't she have just commented and said like, this isn't happening. That's what I don't get. It's like even her brother who was in the documentary when he was interviewed, he said like that horrible sexist thing was like, these women have to be controlled or whatever. It's like, no one was saying this isn't happening. It is happening. And also, I mean, if you really want to, get deep with it like yeah people were posting wear pink if you need help and the next day she wears pink it's just like why is that a thing and yeah in the documentary so the thing in the documentary is that there are some signs that she had something to do with the documentary that's all i'll say i what are the signs i you can't just say that okay so first of all her Case is going back to court now that the documentary just came out. Her conservator case is going back to court. Interesting timing. First of all, that. Second of all, our friend Beth sent this link to a Twitter thread. I'll get the the Twitter person's handle basically saying, like, this is Project Rose. So if you don't remember, um, for a while over the summer, Britney started promoting something called Project Rose, but she never explained what it was. She just said Project Rose is coming. 
and would take pictures like holding roses. She made a video saying like, my favorite flower is the rose. Everyone was like, this is weird. What's Project Rose? Everyone thought it was like going to be a fragrance or something coming out. In the documentary, Framing Britney Spears, they interview people in front of walls of roses. Okay, that's true. And they include the video on her Instagram where she's holding a piece of soap that's shaped like a rose. And she said, it's soap. Why would they include that in the documentary? It's not proof of anything. It doesn't show anything. It's not really. It seemed pointless. When I watched the documentary, I was like, that was weird. Why did they show that? Because it's Project Rose, motherfuckers. It's so sad to me that in the interview, when a lawyer who wanted to represent her and who she wanted to represent her and who was barred from representing her basically said when we met she knew the conservatorship was going to happen she knew that she couldn't fight it and all she asked was her father not be in control yeah that's all she asked and uh, they didn't show all the clips from this documentary about like the real britney or whatever that mtv made after the fact but in one of the interviews they asked like what do you want most and she's like i just want to drive my car like that's what i miss is just driving my car around And it's just hard to imagine that lack of freedom, I guess. It was interesting for this episode. I was going, I was like, maybe I'll look at, you know, a couple of the people she dated. And it was so dark. It was so dark. I mean, first of all, Justin, who, you know, I was so disgusted by. And just speaking for myself, I was never attracted to Justin. If we were at a party and Justin hit on me, it wouldn't happen. Lance Bass, on the other hand. (laughs) But, Justin, you will never have me. But, you know, she's with she marries Jason Alexander one drunken night in Vegas. Jason Alexander, as we know, ends up being an incel who storms the Capitol. Yes. She dates a paparazzi when she's having a mental breakdown. She dates someone who then helps, is a part of her conservatorship, Jason Trowick. And now she's, I actually think this is the most healthy relationship she's with. She's basically, like, has a trophy boyfriend. This, like, really, like, like a a fitness model. Sam Asgari. But not one of them are as talented as her, as hardworking as her, just worth her time. Yeah. The couple that I wish would have happened, bear with me. Is Brittany and Fred Durst had a thing a long, long time ago. No. I think he is so gross hot. No. Ew. He is not I'm gross sorry. hot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to feel this way. He's so the guy who looks really tough, but like cries like whenever he like makes out with a girl and she doesn't call him back. Like I think him and Brittany like hooked up. And they did a documentary with MTV did a documentary on Fred Durst, like around the time they hooked up. And basically she was denying it, which she has the total right to do. It was probably like a make out situation. And he was like, I really liked this girl. He's like throwing his headphones around a sound booth. I'm like, oh, my God, you're such a loser. (laughs) Do I think he's hot? Of course I do. He's trash. I like trash. That's not my kind of trash hot. That's like white juggalo trash hot okay okay that's really funny but i am more into like jersey trash hot i.e being Uh. attracted to vinnie (laughs) guadagnino i was i was attracted to Polly d when i was watching jersey shore and Polly d's smile was so beautiful to me that i could barely take it he's beautiful he's kind 
He does a lot to help his stalkers. He's just like a great person. I the, Vinny posted this video, this TikTok where like he called every one of the Jersey Shore cast members. Like he would call FaceTime them and then when they answered, he would say, I gotta call you back. And it was like he was seeing their reactions. I watched it seven million times because I was like, I just need this joy. I just need this joy. I, all it is is joy and that's what I need. It's like Dina is like, yo, what the fuck? You called me. Snooki says, he's like, can I call you back? And she's like, no, no. Ronnie is like, yeah, okay. Makes sense. Like he's like unfazed. Like he just is so dumb that he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And Wow said, fuck you. And, and I forget what Angelina said. She's psychotic. But like, it just was, <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking fun. I need to see this. So yeah, that's what I'm saying is like in this pandemic times, I need to read about Britney theories. I need to try to help her and I need to watch Jersey Shore videos. And, you know, it's very rare to find stuff that brings us joy. And those are the things. I love the celebrities who are sticking up for Britney right now. I know. And I love people who understand that what she did was not easy. The, the idea of like, you're not a real musician. You don't really like, she's just like this bimbo or just this airhead. Like, first of all, she didn't have a chance to finish eighth grade because her freaking parents took her to New York to be famous. Second of all, I don't think people realize that it's work. <laughs> Yeah, also, by the way, to to agree with one of my heroes, Jennifer Lopez, a lot of uh, people commonly refer to her as J-Lo, but I, to me, she's Jen. But she said about Mariah, I would rather see uh, Britney in Vegas than Mariah in Vegas because Britney dances. Sorry, but I agree. I don't like to just watch someone standing there singing. No offense. What I she love didn't Ariana say Grande's. Was that Mariah doesn't walk. Mariah she doesn't literally like doesn't walking. take a single step. But, <laughs> and I'm not saying that you could look up Mariah gets wheeled onto stage sometimes because she doesn't like walking. And there's the funniest gifts of Mariah in a wheelchair getting wheeled to stage. Let me make this clear. She can walk. She doesn't like to do it. She loves being carried. Sorry, continue. No, she does. And I respect that. But it, but I just don't like to watch that. It's like I, you know, I love Ariana Grande's songs. I love her life story. I love her dating uh, like history that I get to consume in the media. But she can't dance and her performances often suck. Same with Sorry, The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd. I was interested in the NFL's choice in an edgy performer. But he can't really dance. So no offense, the performance was just like him singing and like walking around and like doing weird shit, which like, okay, that's fine. That's nothing compared to a J-Lo, a Beyonce, a Gaga, a Britney, anyone who, Missy Elliott, oh, Gaga's someone who's so trained. Good. Remember when, when uh, Katy Perry did the Super Bowl halftime Super show? Bowl. It was so boring and weird because she can't Until dance. Until Missy showed up. Yes. And then Missy shows up and she's fucking dancing, doing choreography numbers, like amazing, incredible. That's what I'm saying. And like the female rappers who dance versus like the men who just stand there. It's like when you can perform doing multi-talented things, that is iconic. And that is what I like to see. Not can standing there. Can I interrupt and say that I was so annoyed with Katie don't get me wrong. Katie's voice is incredible. I was so annoyed with her at the Super Bowl because Katie when Missy Perry? comes on. Yeah. How is her voice incredible? She can sing. 
Mediocre at best. Mediocre at Her best. Her performance at the Super Bowl, when Missy comes on stage, Missy's killing it. At one point, Katie is obviously out of breath. She's jumping up and down and she says, Missy, come on, Missy, let's go. Trying to pump up Missy. I'm like, Missy's already there. She doesn't there. need to pump. You need to come. Doesn't you need to meet need her at this level. The pump. So don't yes. act like you're like that. The crowd needs to be pumped up by Missy. She's already doing it. You are being completely eclipsed by her performance. So yes. let's just, you know, make some things clear. You're absolutely right. And I will also speak to the fact that people were always obsessed with Britney lip syncing. Um, of course she's lip syncing. Everyone fucking lip syncs. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's true. Unless you're a Mary J. Blige, unless your vocal range is that so that is what people are coming to see. Yes. When people come to see Britney, they're coming to see a show. Yes. They're coming to see the circus show. Yes. My friend went to a Britney concert. He said he was in a complete blackout until he literally, it's actually like my favorite story about blackout because it's one with a happy ending. He said that he was in a complete blackout. He comes to and Britney has just come on stage and is dancing in a cage to womanizer. And he was like, <gasps> oh, my Back God, to life. That is a dream come freaking true. I was like, wow, I really wish that had been the outcome of um, a lot of my uh, incidents of alcohol poisoning. I so know. better than I the guess hospital. that's the thing that I want to say, too, is that we've all been offered so many second chances. Um not all of us. Um, I guess I'll say, I'll say that. As someone who has dealt with my friends abandoning me, like Brittany, I wanted to hang out with anyone who would hang out with me at a point in my life. People called me crazy when I was 19 and 20 a lot. Um, even when I was 17 a lot, I was being called crazy Carolina. And um, I pulled my life together. People left me alone. And um, I think right now I'm doing really well. I can't I'm imagine. Not gonna, I'm not going to second that, but okay. I know that you were trying to get a conservatorship on me, and I will fight <laughs> it. Um, I've been trying. I am heartbroken by the idea of someone locking me down because of incidents I did when I was 17 or 19. Brittany has had a conservatorship since she was 26. She's 39. She... Looks Let her go. Leave her alone. I know. Guys, we have to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to True Romance. My favorite thing in the documentary was the end that made me cry when one of her fans said like cuz by the way her fan base is amazing and has never faltered like they have I wouldn't consider myself a super fan like I loved Britney when she was like you know I've always loved her music but I I wasn't like a super committed fan um but one of her fans in the documentary just said like a lot of kids who were bullied and ostracized and marginalized like related to her because that's what happened to her and she kind of stayed true to herself throughout it and like harnessed that and came back from that and she became like this hero to all these people and she it really moved me because people were talking about how she got them through so many hard times and I think that's what like pop artists really or just any musical artist like that's what they do for you is they get you through a hard time and it just like makes that person someone who means so much to you so i think that's the the fan that was interviewed was saying like we want to do that for britney now like we want to help her i love that which is so moving i think that there was an arc that happened um in popular music that went from being republicans uh who were obsessed with the public's view of them to slowly becoming liberals like demi lovato like posting about black lives matter and then i think she's making an album about (laughs) the political landscape that was the funniest thing on the after the horrifying insurrection when demi was like i'm going to the studio right now like do not worry help is coming (laughs) but i think that britney was a part of that crossover like she was like a girl from the south i'm sure she voted for bush and all of a sudden she's like performing at gay clubs in new york yeah and i think a lot of her fan base followed that arc and she wore a shirt that said we are all dreamers she posted support of the fucking women's march she is there for her fan base and i think also like i've been talking to a couple of people about this too it's like every generation has their own kind of you know sexism and racism in the industry and i do think like even though Britney was kind of like the rock bottom, like the worst abused famous woman by the tabloids and paparazzi. I also think, you know, it still continues like the the well, fucking Chris Brown got to perform at the Grammys after what he did to Rihanna. Chris Brown has never been 
uh, like he's never gotten canceled or anything. He's continued to abuse people and stay in the spotlight, which is very common. But also, um, you know, like I think about Taylor Swift as a fan, LOL. Um, just like she said she wrote Blank Space, that song Blank Space, because all the tabloids were always talking about how she was like this crazy man eater of like, you know, I have a blank space. I'm going to write your name. Like, I'm crazy. Like, I know you've heard the stories because that's how she was depicted in the tabloids for just having a lot of boyfriends and writing about them. Like, that's normal. She was a like 19 year old, 20 year old girl. What is she going to not write about her boyfriend and like date John Mayer when he shows up and whatever? So, it's well, that's just why crazy. I love the song Piece of Me. And the video is amazing too. Like, She's obviously still like sort of coming back into her groove. Like she's not really dancing in the video except for one short scene. But they have like a picture of like they have a shot of a paparazzi trying to get a shot of like her underwear, which is disgusting that people were selling those photos. It's absolutely disgusting. It's fucking illegal. It's revenge porn. It's atrocious. And that's the thing I kept on thinking. I was like, how do you live with yourself? How do people who work at Us Weekly live with themselves after what they did to her? Yeah. Uh, exploiting off people's pain like that. And I agree. It still happens. The Jennifer Lawrence thing, the fact that people were looking for those photos. I knew people who looked at those photos. And I was like, why would you want to go see that? That She doesn't want you to see that. That's disgusting. I knew. I talked to people who were like, it's her fault for taking the photos. And Insane. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, is it my fault for taking a photo of my ass? Because I think a mole on it should be cancerous. Should everyone see that? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's not. Thank you guys for checking in. I wasn't even going to follow up and ask. I'm a bad friend. Yeah. I mean, things change and things stay the same. And I think that um, there's a thin line between even what we're doing now where we want to know, we want to analyze, we want to see if she's okay. And there's a thin line between that and feeling obliged to know. And I think that speaks to American greed. It's none of my business. Um. But it is, and we were talking about this prior to the recording because I was saying, like, isn't even mess? Is it even? Is it a part of the exploitation that now there's this free Britney movement? And as you said, like, no, now you know we're coming for to have her back after you know our culture decimated her. Now you know her friends are sticking up for her where her family did not, and we owe her that. And also, like, and Fifi. And, and Fifi is our leader. And Fifi is our leader. And why is I wish Fifi... I could do the Hunger Games sign to her. Okay, but of. like it is unfair. Like, why is Fee's house so small? Like, she didn't get I even know, I know. a slight bit more of the like empire. I just like don't get that. That's weird. Justice for Fifi. Justice for Fee. Like free Fifi. Pay Fifi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Free Britney. The pay Fifi pay movement. Fifi. Co Fifi. And go <laughs> no free Britney pay Fifi and ban Justin boycott Palmer and fuck Family Feud forever fuck Family Feud and fuck Diane Sawyer and ban San Lufty 
Um, and and shave Anon's fucking chin stripe, okay? Please, Who? God. Anon, her paparazzi boyfriend, had that chin stripe. Oh. It looked like a vagina landing strip on his chin. Yeah, that's definitely get rid of that. Okay, what else? Hashtag drink frappuccinos. Hashtag lock Matt Lauer into his lockable office that he had a button for and keep him there forever and let that be his prison. How about this? Hashtag morning show must come harder for Matt Lauer. Morning show went way too easy on him. Steve Carell, too likable. They should have cast fucking Paul Dano. Ron Perlman. (laughs) They should have cast Ron Perlman, Paul Dano. They should have cast Hellboy. (laughs) No, Hellboy is a good guy, I think. I don't know. Another hottie, Ron Perlman. That's some trash that I would take. I would take that trash out. I would take that trash off the curb and I would put it in my house. Yeah. And I wouldn't feel any shame about it. No. Wait. Okay. So wait. So morning show, go harder on him. Morning show, go easier on the wigs. Morning show, um, please have more mental breakdowns of Jennifer Aniston in front of the camera where she turns to the camera guy and goes, and who's this guy? I've been working here 20 years. I don't even know this guy's name. More of that. More of Reese with hashtag morning show do more of Reese Witherspoon awkwardly leaning against a stone wall in an alleyway with full hair and makeup full clothes still on while while a bartender has sex with her in the most awkward way possible and she flashes back to her daddy issues as a child okay I haven't watched this show but (laughs) and I think our listeners who have are really appreciating this um there was a time last year where all I did was watch morning show and take videos of like all the like I loved morning show but like in a way that I was like, this is fascinating how much of like a joke so much of this is. But like, I loved it, but it was so bad. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> we are honored to host True Romance and watching the Britney doc just reminded me more um, that we have to exercise shame from our own personal lives because that exercises it from the media and how we look at other women. Okay. But you just said that this guy should be ashamed of his vaginal chin strap. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm helping him. That's helping him. Okay. That's helping him. Okay. Um, I want to free his chin. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, his chin is under conservative ship from that little freaking landing strip okay um i want if people are having fun with their sexuality i want to offer them my sister's words and say that's okay you're having fun nothing's wrong you're not out of control i love that also very helpful i'm sorry this was such a serious episode guys um you might be sitting there wondering like wow after the capital insurrection they didn't do a serious episode after um you know, so many different things. They didn't do a serious episode, but yet now they're doing a serious episode. But you know what? This is a crisis. And, hashtag, and we need Bethany Frankel on hashtag this, this yesterday. I have only reached out to Bethany, one of Bethany Frankel's foundations once for help. This marks time number two. I'm reaching out Bethany Frankel's <laughs> foundation. <laughs> Please come out for us. Like, I know you want to be a part of the cultural conversation. I know that's your thing. So please just be involved, but be strong and be freeing Brittany. Bethany, thank you. Devin, I love you. Hashtag free Brittany. Love you. Hashtag free Brittany boycott Palmer. We'll catch you next time on True Romance. All I ever wanted.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.